Question number one, do I need to do direct ab exercises or is just lifting heavy enough? Most people will find that simply by doing big movements like uh, overhead press, deadlift, squat, bench press, if you're doing those movements and bracing your core, that's going to give you a very functional level of core strength because your core is going to adapt to the demands placed on it and so over time it will become as strong as it needs to to perform those movements. Now when someone's interested in going beyond just strength and functional abs and they want their abs to really pop, uh, that's when direct ab work is going to be more beneficial. That you want to give them a little bit extra volume, you want to give them a little bit uh, more um, attention. And so if, if that's your goal is getting your abs to really pop and you have a low enough body fat percentage, direct ab work will do it. But in general, most people, if they're just focused on lifting strong and they're bracing their core, um, you don't need direct ab work in order to build a strong core. Uh, next question, how do you get fit with kids? My number one suggestion to get fit with kids is to be active with them. There are many kids who are active. They do sports, they do different clubs and games and activities. But one of the problems is that during these, most parents just sit and watch. They're maybe talking to friends, they're using it as some time to connect. But while your children are being active, you are not. And so if, number one, if during those times you can find a way to walk or just at least stand and uh, step back and forth or, or some way to be a little bit more active, that's going to be helpful. But also, can you get active with your kids? Can you play games with your kids? Can you play tag with your kids or baseball or kickball or soccer? or whatever it is your children are into. Maybe maybe your children like to go biking. Go for a bike ride with your kids. Go for a walk with your kids. Go to the park and actually climb up the steps and go down the slide, do some swinging. Uh, if you can be active with your kids, not only are you improving your health, but you're also building those relationships and, and you're also demonstrating to your child that you can still be active as an adult. You don't have to do boring workouts to be active as an adult, that you can still have a lot of fun. And then what you're doing is you're normalizing that behavior so that when they become parents, they've seen this is the expectation of what parents do. Parents play with their kids. And so not only are you uh, improving your relationship, not only are you improving your health, but you're actually investing a lot in the future just by making those behaviors normal. Question three, what would be a good minimalist fallback workout for when things are busy? I love the idea of having a workout that you can just pull out when things are busy, um, simply because life's going to get busy. And if it's busy for one day and you miss a workout, not a big deal, but there's gonna be seasons where things are exceptionally busy for a long time. and. And for some people, not working out for a week or two weeks will be enough to set them off for many weeks after, that they, they miss those workouts. And then even when things normalize and it's less busy, because they've fallen out of their rhythm, they're gonna really struggle to get back on track. And so I love having a short little workout that you can do. Now, what I would suggest is, number one, you could just pick an exercise and do 10 of those. So maybe it's just you do 10 squats. Maybe it's that you do 
uh, 10 squats, 10 push-ups. Something as simple as that would take most people no more than a minute or two. If that's all that you do every single day, that's going to be better than not doing those things. Um, other things you could do would just be, um, so think of movements. We've got pushing, pulling, and we'll say squatting as our, our three main movements. You could pick an exercise like push-ups or pull-ups or squats, and you could just do one set to total failure. So you do squats, maybe uh, two-legged bodyweight squats are too easy, so you're gonna do single leg squats. And so you put one foot up behind you on the couch and you start doing squats. And you do squats until you can't squat anymore. You switch feet, you do squats until you can't squat anymore. And then you're all done. That will probably take you uh, no more than a minute and you've got something in. You could do the same thing with push-ups. You could also look at how many can you do in a minute. So you set your timer, you do as many push-ups as you can, you take as many breaks as you need, but you just have one minute to do all-out push-ups or all-out squats. And then at the end of that minute, you are done. And so having something like that, again, that one workout's not going to make a huge difference for you, but if you can use those workouts to bridge the gap in between your regular workouts, what you'll find is that that one workout may actually make a huge difference, just not in the way that you expect that it would. And the final question is, how can I encourage my spouse to improve their health? Now, this is a very difficult topic to manage. Each marriage or relationship is going to require slightly different approaches to this, but I think there's a few things that you can be thinking about. First of all, you need to remember to be patient. Remember that it took something in your life for you to decide to change. And so for some people, there might be years of habits or even trauma that they're dealing with that's going to try to keep them from changing. And so if you try and force that, there's gonna be a lot of pushback. So you need to be patient. Within that patience, I want you to try to lead by example. So. Don't be, don't be showy about it that uh, talking about, oh, I feel so good because of my workouts, but rather do your workouts and then just do, do your everyday life and then be ready to, to give them answers if they have questions, but you don't need to push things on them. I think there are some activities that are maybe less threatening to people and easier to invite someone else into. So maybe you get into walking with your spouse that it's not an activity that they're going to be embarrassed to do. It's probably an activity that they feel that they're able to do. And so in inviting them to go for a walk and making that a normal part of their routine, for someone who's not caring about their health, even just going for regular walks can make a big difference. And, and so what you need to do is you need to find ways to, to slowly get that ball rolling. Now, some people, it's going to take a, a lot to get that ball rolling because they're going to be really resistant. And what you don't want to do is push too hard, too fast. And so something like walks is a great idea. Now you also need to remember that personal growth can sometimes feel threatening to some people. So when you see someone else making change, one of the first things that pops into a lot of people's mind, especially if it's in an area of insecurity, is that that person thinks that they're better than me. And so it could be that when your spouse, maybe they're insecure about their physical health and they see you making changes, one of the first thoughts that they might have is, oh, he or she thinks that they're better than me. 
And even if you've given no indication that that's your attitude, it can be a, a tricky little thought that pops into their mind. And so you need to just remember that these could be real feelings that that person's having. And so to be very careful of the language that you use. And so oftentimes when it comes to improving your health and fitness, whether or not it's about your spouse or, or someone else or, or even not about anyone else, is just to keep your health and fitness stuff to yourself or if you have a friend who's interested in, in it as well. But the truth is most people just don't care a whole lot about your health and fitness. And so in general, it's best to just do it humbly and make it this personal endeavor and don't spend a whole lot of time talking about it to too many people. Now, finally, I think something that could be beneficial too is to bring in outside help. Now, if your spouse is neglecting their health and it's beginning to affect various things in your life and their life and your relationship, I don't think there's anything wrong with talking to one of their friends and seeing, hey, can you talk to so-and-so about this? And I think a good friend would, would help you out with that. They go to the person and they, they wouldn't put it back on you, but they would say, hey, I've noticed this. And then at least if things blow up, it's not going to directly come back and impact your relationship. It, it might not be received well, but, but things sometimes land differently from a friend than from a spouse. And so there are certain things that if, if a friend told me, I would receive them much differently than if my wife told me because I value my wife's opinion far more than my friend's opinion. And so if my wife tells me something, well, that might pierce me really, really hard. If, if she says, you know, one of your podcast episodes, it sucked, is going to be a lot different than if one of my friends comes up to me and says, you know, your podcast episode, it really sucked. Um, those are going to be the same message that will land very different. And so it could be that you go to uh, one of your spouse's friends and you say, can you do this for me? And hopefully they will. And hopefully that will be enough. Maybe it's even a person who can, can help them to get engaged with some sort of activity. So maybe that friend offers to go for a walk. So that friend offers to do workouts with that individual. I think those can be really helpful in moving the ball uh, more down the field. Now, I think that's not part of the question, but the flip side is also true is what if you are the spouse who's neglecting your health, that that the rest of your family is relatively healthy, but you're the one who's not taking care of your health. I think in these moments, it's where you need to look at how your behaviors are affecting your family. Is your health uh, impacting the way that you can help and serve your family, the way that you can love your family, the way that you can uh, be there for your family and participate and be active with your family? Um, are the choices that you're making a, an overall net negative to your family? Now, there's going to be certain things that we can't control. There's going to be certain times where maybe you have illnesses or um, just things that have, have happened to you that you cannot control. And those are not things that you should feel guilty for. Um, sometimes things just aren't as good as they could be or should be. And so we need to remember that, that we have bodies that break down sometimes and sometimes they don't function as they, as they should. But it's when you are making choices that are causing your body not to function as it should, that's when you need to take some time to reflect. And that's when you need to realize that this is going to be difficult to make these changes. 
but just you're not doing it for yourself at that point that you're doing it for your spouse you're doing it for your children so that you can set an example for them of what it looks like to take care of your body um, but also so that you can enjoy the time that you have even more fully and so if that's you take some time just to think through some of this stuff and, and how you can be a healthier spouse how you can be a healthier parent if that's one of the roles that you have and what you'll find is that it might be difficult to get started but you will not regret improving your health you don't have to be some sort of captain america superhero but if you can take small steps to improve your health that's going to have carry over to other aspects of your life as well so long story short, to summarize this question, uh, these are just suggestions to get you started. Um, every relationship is going to be nuanced. Every person's coming from a different background. You have different relationships and different uh, levels of health in your relationship. And so take what I've said here with a grain of salt, see if there's anything that may benefit you in your circumstances, and then slowly look to implement some of those different ideas.